Book of 2 Timothy once again tonight, 2 Timothy chapter number 1, 2 Timothy chapter number 1, and we have already been blessed today uh, with what has taken place this morning, and a great Sunday school lesson to start off on uh, John the Baptist, and I want to encourage you, uh, two more uh, lessons in that series on John the Baptist in the next two Sundays, so I want you to be here at 9.30, then uh, we looked in 2 Timothy 1 this morning, and certainly the the music has been a blessing all day, and we look to see what the Lord has for us again this evening. 2 Timothy 1, we're going to read the first six verses tonight for our text, uh, and then I want to be very pastoral tonight. I want to be very practical and helpful, uh, if you'll allow me to be uh, this evening. 2 Timothy chapter number 1, beginning with verse number 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, because of, is what he's saying, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of thy hands. Paul, the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, as he reminds us uh, his calling when he pens these letters, he's writing to his son in the faith, Timothy. And there's much that we can learn. We looked in this passage of scripture this morning, and I believe we're reminded of some very wonderful truths of who we have in Christ and what we have in our salvation in the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And aren't you thankful the gospel still has power in 2022? And we looked at that this morning. We're going to see some things in the first part of this chapter, and this morning, or this evening, I want to preach on this subject, you need to be reminded. You need to be reminded. Father, I pray that you would use the message tonight. May it be a help to us, an encouragement to us, a challenge to us. Uh, Father, you, you know every heart, you know every burden, you know every circumstance, you know our strengths, you know our weaknesses. Tonight, may the Spirit of God, may He speak to us and uh, in areas we need to be encouraged, may we be encouraged. Areas we need to be challenged, may we be challenged. Areas we need to be convicted, may we experience the conviction of the Holy Spirit tonight. And then, Father, may we act on uh, the way that the Spirit of God speaks to us and works through the message this evening. And, Father, may your church be strengthened, may your will be done. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Verse number six is a uh, verse that certainly uh, gets our attention, should get our attention. Paul speaks to Timothy, and I've used this uh, illustration before. Could you imagine uh, how exciting it was for Timothy to receive a letter at the hand of the Apostle Paul, giving him instruction, his spiritual mentor. It was the Apostle Paul through whom uh, was the human instrument that Timothy uh, receive Christ. And certainly, as we 
saw in a study we did uh, several years ago on a Wednesday night Bible study, a series on uh, ministry companions. We know that Paul had a real relationship with his co-laborers. Timothy receives this letter. We see several things that we're going to look at tonight in the first part of chapter number one. We get to verse number six, and I find it interesting. He says, wherefore, I put thee in remembrance. What Paul is saying to Timothy is there's some things you need to remember. And tonight, if you'll allow me as your pastor, I want to bring to the forefront some things you need to remember. And when I say you need to remember them, I mean we need to remember them. And as a Christian, as a child of God, there are things that if we're not careful, they, they fade for the front, for, from the forefront of our memory. They get placed on the back burner, if you will. And there's some things that you and I need to be reminded of. It is a theme that you'll find throughout the scripture that God wants us to be reminded. He wants his people to remember the landmarks and to remember the old paths and to remember the things, battles that were won and decisions that were made. And we're to call to remembrance those things. And there are some specific things that Paul says to Timothy that I want to bring into remembrance. And tonight, I want to remind you of some things that we need to be reminded of. This will help us tonight if we allow it to help us. One of the great downfalls of our nation is we've forgotten some things. We've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten the price that has been paid for us to have the liberty and the freedom that we have. And we see it and we see ingratitude and we see uh, this, this, this victim mentality and we see this, this, this and we feel like we, we have a right to everything today, forgetting that there has been a great price, the blood of thousands has been shed so that we can have the freedom we have. That's where the ingratitude comes from. The same is true in the lives of many, many Christians. We become ungrateful because we forget what God has done for us. We forget some things. And tonight, I want to put us in remembrance. It helps me to put myself in remembrance. Um, we're bombarded by this world, aren't we? We are challenged by our own flesh to quit. And if that's not enough, when we carry the burdens and we experience the discouragement, oh, the right people come at the right time to try to encourage us to get away from the things of God, and this world encourages us. But you know what helps us stay where we're supposed to be? Is we put ourselves in remembrance, reminded of some things. So tonight I have four things that I find in this passage of Scripture that I want to remind you of. And with the Lord's help, I trust that we'll be reminded. Number one, I want to say you need to be reminded of your salvation. In verse number one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. We spoke more on this in verses 7 through 10 this morning, but I want to remind you this morning, if, or this evening, if you're saved, you need to be reminded of your salvation. What it means to be saved. It means to be forgiven. It means to be redeemed. It means that you and I are never going to spend a moment in that horrible place called hell. You need to be reminded of your salvation. Sometimes uh, we, I see Christians and they're discouraged. And, and I'm not minimizing anybody's burdens. I have burdens like you have burdens. I have difficulties uh, like you have difficulties. We have the mountaintop experiences. We have the valleys. We all have that together. But sometimes I want to look at Christians and I want to say, you do know you're saved, right? 
you do know you have a, have a, a, an eternity to look forward to. You do know that the same God that saved you is the same God that has promised to provide for you. And this morning, or this evening, just for a moment, I want to put us in remembrance. I want to remind you of the fact that if you have put your faith and trust in Christ, you have salvation that can only come from God. Now this evening, as I did this morning, I want to also take a moment and impress you a little bit and make sure that you know there's been a time when you've trusted Christ as your Savior. Man can't save you, a church can't save you, a religion can't save you. But only through the Lord Jesus Christ can you be saved. I, I, Paul says you need to remember some things. You need to be reminded. And I want to remind us tonight of what Christ did for us. I hope we never get over the fact that Jesus laid down his life for you and I. He took upon him our sins. When you think of the sins that are represented in this room. And I know we're in church on a Sunday night and I know we're Baptist people. Look around. Look how great the people are in here. But you know what we are? We're nothing but a bunch of sinners. And our sins would send us straight to hell just like anybody else's sins. But aren't you thankful that you'll never have to answer in eternity for your sins because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for you? He went to Calvary for you. He paid your sin debt. He provided salvation for you. God loves you enough. Well, nobody loves me. God loves you enough that he sent Jesus to pay your sin debt, to suffer your death in hell. Hey, you need to be reminded tonight, no matter how difficult life is, if you've got your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a born again, a saved child of God. You have been redeemed. Your sins have been washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, when God looks at your account in heaven, he sees perfection, he sees forgiven, he sees the record of his own son, you need to be reminded you're saved. What Christ did for you, I also must remind you that as a Christian, there's a responsibility to be a Christian. I'm not talking about keeping your salvation. You know what? I just I get weary of some things. I'm not apologizing for being saved. And apologizing for being a child of God? What would you do on Sunday? I went, went to church. Oh, you're a Christian. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. We're a child of the king. Well, it, we're royalty. Say, are you ro how are we royalty? We were born into the family of God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let this world shame you for being saved and forgiven. Well, we're no better than the lost, except for the fact that we're redeemed. Amen. We're saved. We're on our way to heaven. Boy, do you know why many times we're not the witness that we should be? Because sometimes we forget that we're actually born again. We need to be reminded each and every day, say, oh, I don't want to face the day tomorrow. You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. No matter what you face, nothing can change that. No matter what mistakes you've made, if you've put your faith and trust in Christ, nothing can change that. And this evening, if you're not a child of God, if you're not born again, you can be. All you got to do is put your faith and trust in Christ. You need to be reminded of your salvation. Well, there's so many things to be scared of in this world. Not for the Christian. 
What happens if the Antichrist comes? I'm not going to be here. I'm not real concerned about it. Because long before that takes place, that trumpet's going to sound. And we're out of here. The problems that we see in this world, they are temporary. No matter what you're dealing with tonight, maybe you have disease in your body. Can I tell you this evening? As a child of God, as I preached this morning, Christ has abolished death. It doesn't have the effect on the child of God. It is just that portal to glory and to immortality, to eternity with our Savior. And you and I must keep our eyes focused on that. You need to be reminded, if you have put your faith and trust in God, you have salvation that can come from no other source. I see as I look in this passage too, I want to say number two, you need to be reminded of the investment of others in you. As I look at this passage of Scripture, and sometimes we just get in the habit of reading verses, but if we put ourselves in, in, in the context of the Scripture, if you will, the fact that Paul, who was a real man, an apostle of the Lord writing to Timothy, a, a real man who was his son in the faith. Look, look, notice what we see in verse number 2. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son. There's obvious affection in the heart of the Apostle Paul. There's an obvious relationship. Was not his earthly son, was his son in the faith. That he had invested in. How do you invest in one life? You have to invest part of your life into the life of another. He reminds Timothy in verse number 5, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, he calls his remembrance to his mother and his grandmother. He says, it's in you also, but it was first in your grandmother, then your mother. Timothy's father is not in the picture. A faithful grandmother, a faithful mother who knew the Lord, served the Lord, pointed Timothy to the man of God, invested in Timothy. Obviously, things didn't work out perhaps how Timothy's mother thought they would work out. But there was still a child, a son that God had a plan for. God had a purpose for. And Paul said, Timothy, I want to remind you of something. I want to remind you of the investment that others have placed in you. And friend, this is where the next several points, I want you to hear the words of your pastor tonight. I want you to see what God has for us. We need a revival amongst Christians, of Christian people of, 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 of re refreshing their memory of the fact that you didn't get to where you are by yourself, there's somebody who invested in you. There's somebody who paved the way for you. There's somebody who opened the door so you could walk through it. And oh, we need a, a, a repentance amongst God's people who grow up in a church and they, and they have faithful Sunday school teachers who week after week prepare that lesson 
and they give them the, the, the truths from the Word of God that guide them and direct them. They go have the privilege of going to a Christian school, and those teachers who work and get paid low below their, their skill and, and low below, well below what they ought to be paid because it's a ministry to them, and it's an investment in them, and they, they have the benefits of learning how to work and learning character and, and getting the benefits of what others do for them. Don't you ever forget what somebody did for you and what others put in your life. Boy, if you're, whether you're an adult tonight or a child, a teenager, if you have Christian parents that took you to church, take you to church, don't you ever forget that. Well, they're not perfect. Look at your record. I imagine... Lois and Eunice probably made some mistakes. But they invested in Timothy, and Paul says, don't you ever forget it. Can I just park here for just a moment? I'm very, there's still a verse in the Bible that says God will cut your life short if you don't honor your father and your mother. I'm weary of Christian people taking advantage of the sacrifice, and then turning on mom and dad one day. Don't ever forget what was done for you. Boy, in, 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 over the last many weeks, I've been reminded with the home going of my mother, all the sacrifice and all of the things that she did so that I could have what I have in my life. Would God would hold me accountable God would judge me if I forget and I waste the sacrifice that was placed in me. We have a unique relationship, don't we? I grew up in this church. I had the privilege of pastoring many people who taught me in Sunday school. And the testimony they give is I was the model student in that class. I what was that reaction for? I have the privilege of being the pastor of many of my school teachers. And I'm still praying for their salvation. <laughs> but I can never forget what has been invested in me. Now, can we be just a little personal? Now that I've been your pastor for almost 10 years... Please don't answer this out loud if it's going to go the other way. Was it worth being faithful? Was it worth teaching that Sunday school class? You could be teaching in that class this morning. The ladies in the nursery could have a child in that nursery who one day could stand behind this very pulpit Don't, don't take for granted your opportunity to invest in somebody else. But friend, hear me tonight. Don't waste the investment that others have placed in you. It's their life. Paul reminds us, my, my son, my dearly beloved son. I believe Timothy needs to be reminded of what Paul invested in him. At the risk of sounding self-serving, 
You need to be reminded of what your pastor has invested in you. You need to be reminded of his role and his responsibility as the under-shepherd of God's people. Well, well, pastor, it's not personal. Well, it's the life that I have to live that I invest. It's, it's kind of personal. Don't forget what others have invested in you. It's amazing. We get to a place in our life, and, and, and some would, would criticize me for this, but they would be wrong. But you owe your church. Anybody who thinks they ever outgrow the church and their church, you've got a pride problem. You've forgotten that you had messy diapers in the nursery too. You've forgotten somebody poured their life into you. Can I say it? I'm going to. You get to a place where you don't need the pastor anymore. Timothy is being reminded, you need to be reminded of some things. You need to be reminded. And friend, I can preach this tonight because I feel like to the best of my ability, I've lived it. I've never forgotten the investment that others have placed in my life. I've never forgotten those who God brought to intersect with my life at exactly the time that I needed them to take, to take some time to invest into me, to take the time to be faithful, to, to put into me the things that I needed. Don't forget those who have invested in you. It would do us well from time to time to pick up the phone and just say, thank you. Thank you for your investment in me. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad, for, for providing for me. Uh, thank you, Pastor, for, for being faithful to preach the Word of God. Sundays to the Sunday school teacher, thank you for being willing to teach. That's why, let me just say this while I'm saying it all tonight. A thank you at the nursery desk would be appropriate, too. I can't believe that in Sunday school, they gave my kid three snack cakes. They're all sugared up. I can't believe it. Well, it's probably not a good time to talk about the Mountain Dew either. So I moved to number three. I promised some of you that I was going to preach short tonight. It's your fault for believing me. <laughs> you need to be reminded, I need to be reminded of the prayers prayed for you. Verse number three, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing... I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Just a moment. Place yourself the best you can in Timothy's shoes. The fact that anybody would pray for him on a daily basis is something to step back and let the gravity of that sink in. But this is the Apostle Paul who has the care of the churches. He said, I thank God for remembrance of you in my prayers night and day. Timothy, I want to put thee in remembrance of the prayers that have been prayed for you. Friend, it doesn't matter who you are tonight. 
It doesn't matter if you've been a member of this church for decades or this is the first time you've ever darkened the doors. I promise you there's somebody who's prayed for you. I promise you there's somebody who's praying for you today. May I once again as your pastor, I I know I'm not a perfect man. I know I have shortcomings. But I pray for you. Well, if you've got parents, you young people, you children, and many young adults who grow up in church who've prayed for you, there are many in this church who have prayer lists and they daily pray. And can I just say that we should not take that for granted. And if you'll permit me once again to be a little personal tonight and There are times when your pastor gets weary. There are times when your pastor feels the burden and the load that he carries. But can I tell you what gives me strength? It's the prayers of God's people. Can can I tell you what what puts a little fire inside of me? I know that people are praying for me. I know that people have invested in me. And friend, it's because of that. I always want to be reminded, hey, if you pray for me, I thank you for praying for me. It's okay if you remind me once in a while, as many of you do. Because you know what it does? It keeps me responsible. Um, You need to be reminded. Somebody's praying for you. Now let me ask you, who are you praying for? Who are you praying for? Pastor, it's a big church. I can't pray for everybody, but you can pray for somebody. You can pray for somebody. You young people, and I want the young people to listen, the young adults to listen especially. It's like, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. It's my life. Yes, it's your life. Let me remind you, if you're saved, you've been purchased twice. You've been redeemed, bought back by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, first of all. So your life is not just your own. But second of all, I want to remind you that somebody's invested in you. Somebody's praying for you. Somebody is, is putting into you, taking part of their time and praying for you. Well, I just don't know why. I just can't have peace about going in this direction. Maybe it's because of the prayer. All of us are here. Have you ever sat back and thought about what a miracle it is that you and I are still on this planet? Why are we here? Simple answer, grace of God. But I believe that we're here because somebody's prayed for us. They don't stop praying. And you and I, we need to be reminded. I want you to be reminded of somebody's praying for you. And then number four, you need to be reminded of what is in you. Look at verse number five. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. I've already reminded us of what Paul is reminding Timothy of our salvation. If you're saved, you're different. There is a difference between being saved and being lost. We're different. I've already reminded us of what Paul reminded Timothy of the fact that others had invested in him. All of us are the sum of somebody's investment in us. By the way, that's why we shouldn't get such a big head and full of ourselves. Because without the investment of others, we wouldn't be where we are. I've already reminded us what Paul reminded Timothy that others are praying for us. 
And then fourthly, he reminds him of what is in him. If you're saved, certainly the Spirit of God dwells within us. And I believe he was speaking of that, but I believe he was speaking to more of that. See, Paul in the first epistle, 1 Timothy, and now in the second epistle, 2 Timothy, was giving Timothy some very important instructions on pastoring the local New Testament church. Timothy was going to fulfill that role in his life. I wonder if there was any doubts. I wonder if Timothy had any confidence issues when it comes to, can I do what it is that God has placed upon me to do? And what Paul is saying is, I want you to call to remembrance. And certainly in verse 6, we, 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 we give uh, attention to the fact that Paul stirs, helps stir up the gift. And friend, quite frankly, I'm not trying to, 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 to do anything tonight, but just stir up inside of us what is already there. I'm not trying to, to do anything but that. And I hope tonight when we close the service and say the final amen and, and you say, well, I'm glad he finally stopped preaching and then you go talk in the parking lot for an hour. I hope when all of that takes place, something stirred up inside of us that reminds us that Jesus saved us. Something stirred up inside of us to think about somebody cared enough about me to invest something in me, to, to, to pray for me. And friend, there are many hours that people pray for you and pray for me, and we're not even aware of that. And friend, I want to encourage you and remind you, but also challenge you tonight, that you and I have a responsibility to be faithful. You and I have a responsibility to remember what is inside of us and who we are. We are a child of the King. And we're the investment of somebody else in our life. He says, I want to remind you what is in you. I stand before you tonight, and I, I have no problem saying I am a blessed man. I've had the privilege of growing up in a, not just a Christian home, a pastor's home. And by the way, I'm not upset about that. I'm not unhappy about that. There, there are certainly unique things that go with that. But friend, I, I'm grateful for the home I grew up in. I'm not bitter about growing up in a Christian home. It's like, you know, you have these, you have these bitter anonymous. What are you bitter about? Well, I grew up in a home where mom and dad loved me unconditionally and prayed for me every day and, and taught me the Bible. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. That's not me, friend. Um, I don't even know what I was saying about with that. I'm thankful for the way I grew up. I'm, I am a product of a whole lot of messages I've heard in my life. I can't even begin. I could not even begin the number of times that a preacher has stood behind a pulpit and opened the Bible and said, turn your Bible to such and such. And I've heard the word of God preached. And by the way, I'm accountable as you are for every time that's ever happened in my life. But all of that is in me. 
I can't begin to tell you the number of times a, I sat in a Sunday school class and a teacher began to teach a lesson and all of that is in me. The examples that have been set, the, the special services that you're a part of, Paul is reminding Timothy, Timothy, it's in you. I believe he's also with that. I think we need to be reminded of the heritage that we have. Friend, and, and, and if, if this doesn't make any sense to you, perhaps one day it will. If you don't agree with this, I, I'm sorry you don't agree with it. But I'm not ashamed of, of my heritage. I'm not ashamed that I'm a Baptist. I'm not ashamed of my Baptist forefathers. I'm not ashamed of the previous generation. I'm not ashamed of any of that. It's who I am. It's almost like somebody cursing and cussing America, and then you get upset about it. It's like, I don't know why you're upset about that. We could still be friends. Well, that's kind of difficult. The same is true of what's in me. Friend, I don't believe this book is the perfect word of God because it's convenient and popular. It's who I am. It's in me. And friend, we need to be reminded of what we are and who we are and the price that has been paid. Just as, as an American, there are those who lay down their lives so that we can have our freedom. You can go through the centuries and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and even millions of people whose their blood has been shed so that you and I can have this book today. It's who we are, but I also want to remind you of your call and surrender. I often say this to young people. say, well, I did. I don't, I, 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 that's not really how, that's not really what I think I'll, I wasn't really called. Well, that's between you and God, but can I tell you, there's been times, many, many times, when I have felt very, very inadequate of what God has placed on my life to do. It's an adequate feeling to walk to a pulpit with any number of people, but certainly a crowd like this. And humanly speaking, though there's no possible way you can meet the needs of everyone there. But aren't you thankful that we have the Spirit of God that lives within us, the Word of God in its supernatural way that can meet our needs? But I have to be reminded that God has a call on my life. It's in me. It's who I am. But let me close this point with this. I think you and I need to be reminded of what is in us because you have the ability to fulfill God's will for your life. It's in you. You know, before you pastor, before you get into the ministry you have in your mind the way it is, the way it's going to be, then you actually... Do it, and you're like, well, that's full, well, it's full of surprises. I didn't really know what to expect in this regard, but I spend much of my time as a pastor encouraging God's people, you can do what God wants of you to do. Mom and Dad, you can rear those children in a godly home. It's interesting, Mom... Ladies are experts on child rearing until they actually have a baby. Then they have a first one and they're still an expert. But wait till like three or four and it's like, if they even, if you don't forget them when you leave, that's like a bonus. What I'm saying is it can be overwhelming to us. You can do it. 
I've often gone, and this day's coming very, very soon in this capacity and others, and said, you know, I believe, I would like for you to teach a Sunday school class, or I'd like for you to serve in this capacity. The Lord impressed it upon my heart. Pastor, I don't think I can do that. You can do it. It's in you. You just need to be reminded of who you are and what's been put in you. We're privileged because we're part of a church where the Bible is preeminent. You want to learn the Bible? Show up to Sunday school. I promise you, you'll learn the Bible. You want to learn the Bible? Show up Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You'll learn the Bible. We, we learn the word. And what is, what, 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 why I'm pointing that out is because it's in us. Teenagers that sit over here and in other places in the auditorium, you feel that God's placed a call in your life. You say, well, I don't know if I can do it. You can do it. It's not your talent, not your strength. It's what God has put in you. It's what he's created you to do. You know, from time to time, there are some things that you and I need to be reminded of. Maybe we leave tonight and there's nobody in here that needs this. But I need it. I want to never forget. I don't want a day. To, I don't ever want to live a day in my life when I'm not reminded of what Jesus did for me. And friend, if you let your mind go back to a place where you trusted Christ as your Savior and what he saved you from, as I've already mentioned today, some of you could give testimony, you were saved out of the gutter, you were saved out of the, 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 the vices of this world. And friend, I was saved out of a church nursery, but I was still saved from the gutter. I was still saved from the vices of this world. May you be reminded of our salvation. May you be reminded tonight there's somebody who cares about you and is willing to use their life to invest in you. Every one of us can give testimony to that. Every one of us. Don't forget it. You feel like quitting? Don't forget the person who's invested in you. Oh, you're discouraged? Don't forget those that have invested in your life. It'd be good for us to be reminded we are where we are because there's somebody else who invested in us. I want to be reminded that there's people praying for me. That encourages me. See, Pastor, you need encouraging? I mean, imagine if you had to get up and look at this crowd three times a week. Yeah, I need encouraging. It doesn't just encourage me to know that it helps me. Well, how does it help me? Because we have a God who meets our need. We have a God who gives us strength when we need it. I don't ever want to forget. I want to be reminded that as God... I believe this in my whole heart. I, be, I don't believe God puts anybody on this planet and then designs a purpose for them. I believe God has a purpose and he created you to fulfill that purpose. And as God reveals more and more of what he wants with my life, sometimes it's overwhelming. You and I may put on like we've got it all together, but when we're honest, we're like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. But it's in us because God created us to fulfill that purpose in our life. It's in us because we've been taught and instructed and others invest. I don't ever want to forget that. 
Hopefully tonight we've been reminded of some things and it'll stir us up. I want a fire to remain inside of me until the day I die. I'll, I'll close for real. I will for real close with this illustration. It's a wonderful book entitled American Rebels. And it gives an account of some of the founding families of, uh, in, of our nation, independence specifically, the Quincy family, the Adams family, not that Adams family, like the, <laughs> the John S. Some of you are like, oh, Pastor, I got that book. No, not that book. <laughs> and John Quincy Adams, our sixth president, when he was young is when the about 10, 11, 12, I believe it was, when the Revolutionary War broke out in that first great battle, the Battle of Bunker Hill. And a man that he looked up to, Dr. Joseph Warren, who's one of our great unknown founding fathers. An amazing man. Was the physician of the Adams family, John Adams and the family and John Quincy, John Quincy Adams, the child, was very close to him and he gave his life at the Battle of Bunker Hill. We know how history tells us, of course, that we won our independence after a long campaign. We get our government established and that's why if, if you know history and boy, it was a real struggle after we won our independence to even, we don't even have a government. And get all those things laid in and John Quincy Adams, of course, served as a president, and then as he left the office, and God blessed him with a long life, especially for that time period. I believe he was around 80 years old when they had a commemoration of the Battle of Bunker Hill. I don't remember how many year anniversary, but there was a ceremony, and there was a flagpole that was placed there in a, in a memorial, and that flag was raised, and then that flag was raised, he couldn't help but think of all the sacrifice that was now in the rearview mirror of everyone as we're pressing forward with our new nation and our new government. He remembered his friend who was a child he looked up to. This is the statement that he made as an 80-year-old, around an 80-year-old man upon leaving that ceremony. A man who had served his country a man who had paid a price to serve his country. He's at the end of his life, upon seeing all that and be reminded of what others had done for him, he's quoted as making the statement, I must remain militant until the end. With Christians, can let their minds and their memories go back to everybody that's invested in them the price that has been paid for them, what our heritage is, what we have in Christ, the prayers of those who have gone on before us. I'm saying all that to say when he was there, there were some things stirred up inside of him. Friend, I pray we leave here tonight with some things stirred up inside of us. I've got to press forward. And friend, you can press forward. You can be faithful to the end. Matter of fact, you can get back on track. 
You can finish strong for the Lord. If you don't know Christ tonight, you can be saved today. Boy, may we be reminded of what others have done for us. We're all unworthy of salvation. Is anybody worthy of a praying mother? Are we worthy of those who take their life to invest it in our life? Oh, may this convict us. May it challenge us. May it strengthen us tonight. Father, use your word tonight.